show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's the Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Mayweather-McGregor Circus. His little legs, his little core, his little head. 
I'm going to knock him out inside four rounds. Mark my words. And that's it. As far as the fight, he will be unconscious inside four rounds. The movement, the power, the ferociousness. He's not experienced this. He's fought people who have shied away from him. I don't fear him. I don't fear this limited set of, of, of fighting. This is a, this is a limit, limited set of, of rules that makes this half a fight, a quarter of a fight. This isn't... He, he's never fought at 154. I think he's fought at 154 maybe once. He wants the gloves up. No problem. Give him the gloves up. I, I'll wear 10 ounces. No Mexican-made gloves. Okay, no problem. No gloves made out of horse hair. All right, no problem. I don't give up. We don't... We're only wearing gloves in our game about five years. So I don't give a about gloves or any of that. I'm just enjoying it. It's, it's funny to me, all these rules. and All I need is a gum shield. Line me up to the ring, and I'm good to go. So. All right. Welcome to the undercard, everybody. I'm not sure my audio is up, but if it is. Welcome to the undercard. We got a great show. We got a good friend, and I'm excited to say this for the first time. With you present, UFC fighter Cody Stamen joining us. Uh, we got our good friend Ian joining us. We're going to talk some pop culture here with him a little bit. But we got to start off with uh, Mayweather McGregor because it's the the hottest story. And then uh, we're going to move into Cody Stamen. But Cody, fill in time anytime you want here. First press conference. Uh, got to give it to McGregor. He's a better trash talker. He's funny <laughs> as shit, dude. He's absolutely But funny. everything everything that he said is 100% true. He's well, well, no, he he exaggerates. Like, uh, first off, they've they've been wearing gloves in MMA more than five years, and then no, Floyd I, I, has yeah, knocked yeah. out somebody in twenty years. No, but I, like, you know, know. He, he he takes it just a little. Yeah, if he pulled back those exaggerations, he might be the like like spot on, just amazing yeah. trash talker. Yeah. But it's funny because I've seen Mayweather all these years in boxing, and no one's been able to do it. And then McGregor is like him squared. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't even give a fuck. Yeah. Down to the pinstripe saying fuck you on him <laughs> on his suit. That was awesome. hilarious. The way he says fuck, you know, yeah. folk. You know, it's just, he's so entertaining. Yeah. Uh, we get three more of these. One's happening right now in Toronto, so I'm sure we're going to have sound bites from it uh, next year. And uh, the next, the, show. next show. Next show. Next year. <laughs> Not next year. I'm taking a long vacation, Jim. Oh, uh, well. Uh, the cool thing is that some of my boxing friends that weren't excited about this fight, after seeing the press conference, they were so amused by it that they said they would go buy it. So it's working. This press tour where it's just going to get crazier. There'll probably be a shoving match in one of them. If it didn't happen today, it'll happen in the next few weeks. Um, very surprised how Connor is just I, I thought there would be some more Floyd backers from the boxing world, but clearly this is gonna be a, a very pro Connor crowd. I imagine all of Ireland's gonna invade Vegas that weekend. Oh, I'm sure. And um you know, so also with the trash talking, Mayweather was lying. There's no way Mayweather would go in the octagon with him. He would get killed no, like in yeah. ten seconds. No. If McGregor wanted to end it in ten seconds. That's he might like just the, play that's with like him. the Trump card though. You know, you like Mayweather, or I'm sorry, McGregor holds that trump card. It's like, dude, well, if we really got in a fight, you know I'd kick your ass. Right, yeah. yeah. He, he kept saying that, too. He's like, yeah, this is like, a quarter of a this fight. This is a quarter of, of a fight. This is of half boxing. a fight. Yeah. Um, 
And then because it's it you know kind of true. The other thing we learned is Mayweather. Uh, so there's a rumor going around that he owes taxes, and this is the reason. The it's not a rumor. Him. He owes taxes. Okay, but but he has the money to pay it off. Clearly, if he has a hundred million dollar check that he's just, not cashed. But that's just it. He won't cash it until he. What he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to uh, uh, farm the system. And he's trying to he's trying to get his next check before he cashes because as soon as he cashes that hundred million dollar check, he owes the taxes on that hundred million dollar check. As long as he doesn't cash that check, he doesn't owe the taxes on that. He owes taxes. You're for, eventually going to have to pay the taxes, but way. he will. But what I'm what I'm saying is he's waiting for the he's he owes waiting, taxes. He's waiting for this payday, right? He's he's he owes taxes for 2015. 15, right? He got the check. Um, for other uh, for that fight with Pacquiao, I think is what it was. Yeah, it was okay. The tax that he owes for 2015 is what he owes for his other endeavors, not off of that check. He owes money on that. Plus, he's going to owe money on the hundred million dollar check that he got from Pacquiao. So he is banking on this fight to pay the taxes on both what he owes in 2015 and the taxes on a, that hundred million dollar check. And I like Floyd. Interviewed him before. Eh. I do. Eh. He's going to go broke in ten years. Oh Plumbers. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just He's, it's going to well, happen. He, he said, you know, uh, he said, oh yeah, this is absolutely my last fight ever. Or whatever. No, about five years, we're going to see him coming out of retirement again because he'll be broke and he'll he'll need to fight again because he won't have any money. How about like an investment banker or a bank or something? You he know, instead of just a duffel bag full of money, because like you're any minute going to need ransom money. He's dumb. No, it's, it's he's very smart is the thing. I just don't get it. Maybe it's just his background or whatever. He's as smart as McGregor. They know what they're doing. He apparently doesn't know I the mean, tax honestly, code. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've no, he knows from, it. He from just, people that, yeah. uh, that McGregor's the same way, though. Yeah, like he he does not save a dollar. He spends every dollar that hits his pocket. But but wow. but, but McGregor's payday. But McGregor uh, um, has a fiance or a wife or whatever that kind of helps temper that. Mayweather doesn't have that. He goes through women like you know, like water, you know. But McGregor's got somebody at least who can kind of temper it a little bit. So once he gets this payday, yeah, he's probably going to spend money. But he make he will make in this fight what he would make in like thirty years of fighting in the UFC. Yeah, I mean it's insane. It's insane. Well, does McGregor have like you know fifty people following him everywhere he, he goes? Well, that's yeah. probably well. He's got a whole country following everywhere well, he goes. No, I mean, as I the facts, his, he doesn't. He doesn't he have pays. the yeah. He doesn't have the flunkies who are following him, dry. You know, sucking him dry like Mayweather well, that's does. What I mean. Yeah, it, really weird because you have to have the press uh, conference now because they got to get into camps and stuff, but it's actually hurting UFC's product with Jones Cormier because it, the promotion should now be all jo- Jones Cormier and you got Dana White traveling with Conor McGregor. Clearly there's a lot of money coming, uh, Dana's way and the UFC's way, but, um, everybody's excited for the Jones Cormier fight and it's, it's taken backseat yeah. to this circus, unfortunately. Yeah. When is that fight? Uh, Oh, man. Cody, when is that fight? Do you uh, know? It's the next one. It's the, yes, the it's next two, big it's, one. It's uh, 14. You're right. So yeah. I fought on 13. It's 14. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's 214. No, I know that. What I'm saying is I don't know the date. Like, is, like, is it like, like, two is weeks, it like around weeks? the same time as this? No, it's, or is I'm, it? It's I'm, I'm a week or four weeks away. Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, as I said before, great news happened 
Uh, Cody was getting into it a little bit out there. Uh, but Cody Stamen is officially a UFC fighter. Not only is he officially a UFC fighter. He's a UFC champ. He, yeah, he's <laughs> going to be. Future, yeah. Future. And uh, he took the fight on short notice. He was injured. And this is just my personal observation. That first takedown was like the aggressive guy at prom. I mean, you just like just <laughs> I don't know if I, I barreled him, dude. Yeah. Like you could tell the pent up aggression was yeah. there first takedown. <laughs> Jimmy said yeah. right away that you killed him mentally there, that yeah. first takedown, because it was so so powerful. It was. Um, he he had no idea no idea the amount of speed and power that you had and it just broke his spirit when you took him down like that yeah you can i mean like when you're fighting you can kind of more or less like feel somebody like when you grip them up like yeah. you kind of feel them like break like oh my god <laughs> and definitely that first takedown yeah uh, i mean i mean i can't take anything away from the guy because i mean he took it on short notice too right and like i mean until like the last 10 seconds he was fighting everything i put you know yeah in his way i mean we were drawn back and forth the whole fight yeah you know i hit him i hit him with some hard i know i hit him with some hard shots yeah and he was just shaking his head like uh-uh bitch like <laughs> and you did the same thing yeah, too we doing, yeah, you got we you got popped a couple times and you're like nope bring it yeah, come on yeah well, we gotta we gotta go back really quickly before that though um let's let's talk through it where were you when you got the phone call i was uh i was in grand rapids i was actually uh i was with my dad and my my brother and uh, I had kind of known the night before I had gotten, like, a call from my manager, like, hey, can you make weight next week, blah, 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 this and this and this. Yeah, but I've gotten, like, four or five of these phone calls over the past, like, eight months. <clears throat> so I wasn't I, – I went to the gym, did a workout, you know, felt okay. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, weight's okay. I, you know, I could, I could fight, I guess, if it came to it. But it wasn't – I didn't actually think it was going to come to fruition. Then he called me the next day. Uh, like five times, and I didn't even know my phone was ringing. And I pulled my phone up. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Called him back, and he, like that's the phone call I got. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm, I missed the most important phone call of my life." <laughs> and uh, what were you doing that you missed five fo- the five calls? I literally just I plugged my phone into charge. Oh, and uh, I just I walk back and it's like, oh I got oh well, I got eight missed calls. <laughs> and uh, like three of them were from Vegas numbers. And I'm like, what's going on here? And like it, I mean. And as soon as I got, as soon as I gave him that confirmation, it was like I had eight emails, a contract, like I had, you know, I had medicals the next day, like 7 a.m. I mean, I had uh, my blood work, my eye exam, CT scan, like all this stuff was like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Like the UFC is like a finely, like a finely machine. Like, I mean, they are on their shit. I mean, I had I was getting phone calls like you need to turn this paper in. Fifteen minutes later, how's that paper coming? Did you have it done yet? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. and there's there's fifty pages of paperwork you need to fill out. Like, there's a lot of shit. Like, I mean, that, my promotional con- agreement was like forty four pages. What's the strangest <laughs> you know question I mean? on the contract? Uh, One that you were like the Whoa. contract. I mean, the promotional agreement, like the stuff you sign up to do for this, is pretty is pretty. Uh, but I mean, I didn't have time to you know like. Like re- thoroughly read through everything. Uh, it was more or less just like my manager, you know, kind of gave me outlines of whatever page is saying, mm-hmm. and like this is, you know, this is what you're signing, and you know, like I, I obviously, you know, the UFC. I was like, dude, I don't even care. Like, I just, this is one contract. I'm not gonna read. Like, I'm signing this. I know for sure. You know for sure. I want to do this. Right. You know? And uh, yeah, and then then I like so basically this was Thursday. 
that that I that I found out, and I wasn't allowed to say anything until the UFC posted it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, a, a, a handful of people knew, and then you know, obviously Saturday morning the, the UFC went went ahead and released it, and and you draw where as an opponent, as you said, it was his uh, debut in the UFC yep. too. But uh, you got to work out in the new UFC facility. How nice is that, man? It's it's like uh, it's like uh, it's like lifetime fitness for MMA fighters. I mean, they have everything. They got a physical therapist on staff. They have strength and conditioning coaches on staff. They have a nutritionist on staff. Like they make you food. I mean, everything. Everything right. that you could want in a gym yeah. is, is there. I mean, literally everything. It's like your Disney World. It is. Like, <laughs> I, I never wanted to leave. Like that was the <laughs> most exciting part of my day every day is to go there. Like I'm going back to Vegas just so I can go there. Yeah, because now you go in there and train anytime yeah, you want and I'm get a to UFC hang out fighter. there. Yeah, everything's free. I mean, that's absolutely great. And and then fight night. Uh, nothing you can control, but Nunez uh, got sick. Right? Yeah, yeah, got sick, or you know, mentally not tough. Dana White says, and you you, 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 you get a you get a rough estimate of when you're going to fight, but it got pushed back a little everything bit got, because everything got pushed back. Um, how'd that affect your fight day? I mean, I, uh, you didn't seem nervous at all, just knowing you walking out there. But man, I mean, I, I was. It didn't matter. Like I was so ready to just get in there and and do it. I mean, I, I've been like I've been. Uh, there's been a few fights where. Like, I was really, really itching to go fight, you know, and there's been fights when I'm like, man, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is nuts. And this was, like, one of those fights where I was like, let's go. Like, as soon as they call my name, I feel like I'm going to sprint out there. I wanted, I just want to go in there and fight. And uh, <laughs> that guy that fought before me, so I got all warmed up. I'm ready. I'm changed. They're like, okay, two minutes. We're coming to get you. Okay, two minutes. I'm in my locker room. Bounced around two minutes. They're like, 15 minutes. This guy's not getting up. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> So I like change, warm up again, and it was, it was, uh, it was, it was like that last you know half an hour was like I was on pins and needles, but it wasn't like nerves. It was just like I was just anxious, go, to, yeah. anxious to do. It's like man, I'm I'm ready to to actually do this, you know. And then, uh, you know, I've seen you live. I, we were trying to remember the first time I saw you live a fight, and I think it was the Ru- the Ruben fight where you you kicked him and knocked him out. That yeah. that highlight film at uh, the Macomb. But I've seen you a lot. This is the most you've trash talked. Was there something that Ware did during the fight that just kind of rubbed you wrong, or, or you're like, you know what, I'm here? Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the crowd or, or what it is. I feel like the more pressure I have on me, the the more I like, I want to like perform. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. more the more eyes are on you, I guess. Um, you flipped the bird. I not, yeah. Yeah, I, I flipped him off in the fight. Uh, <laughs> you invited him in a couple times, and, and he did. He, he cracked me too. There's actually like a 10 second clip where like. I knee him and I like point at him like I got you and he smokes me with the overhand <laughs> and then I point at it again and like shake my head like no and then he hits me again with a jab and then I'm like shake my head and, and double leg him and it's kind of funny because like I'm being cocky I get hit I'm being cocky I hit again and I was like okay I gotta shoot <laughs> but he had, he had no answers for the takedowns no. uh, you know you, you were able to get uh, past his guard pretty easy um, not not only that. Um, you know, you had his back briefly for a second during the fight. Yep. Um, anything now in retrospect you would have done different? I mean, obviously you want the finish if it's there, but did you respect him? I know you were injured. Now, now you can tell us how injured you were because the fight's over. But um, you know, it looked like there was a chance that maybe you could finish him, but a little hesitation. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me was like the the gas tank. Like I didn't know how much gas I had in the tank. You know, like not, you know, not being in the gym consistently, you know, when you're in the gym every day, you know how much gas you have. 
And because I was, like I said, nursing an injury, and it's an MCL injury, uh, which is like an injury that you really, really, really got to take it easy on. You really need to take that rest time to get better because it doesn't heal. It's a, a ligament. It's got to tighten back up. You can't keep stressing it. So it was like one of those injuries I couldn't just push through. I had to, like, take the time out of the gym, and I did. And I'm lucky I did because I was, you know, on my way back. Like, I was literally going to start training that Monday, and I got that call Thursday. And I was like, okay, let's go. (laughs) You know, and uh, I think for my confidence and stuff, like, knowing that I can come off the couch and beat the number one prospect in the U.S., you know what I mean? And do it and beat him. Mentally beat him. Yeah. Yeah, like beat him and, like, for, and, you know, having, like, now that I'm in the UFC, I think mentally for me, it's like, I think there's like so much weight off my shoulder. I think I can go back to like enjoying myself and enjoying fighting again, you know, because for so long I've been stressed out. Like I need to get in the UFC. I have to get in the UFC. When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? And now that it's happened, it's like, it's like there's a weight off me and I feel like I can go back to like just enjoying training and having fun with it, you know, because like for the long, like when I first started as a pro, it was like, there was like, there's no pressure on me to perform because I was no one, no one right. cared. You know what I mean? So I just went out and I had fun, and, and, I, and I you know won some fights, and then as I got better, it's like, when are you going to be in the UFC? When are you going to be in the right. UFC? And they can't have a conversation with anyone without asking you, like, when are you going to be in the UFC? And <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was asking that question right ten times a day, too. And, uh, you know, so I guess... The answer was, is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Thursday, the answer was next week, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, all right, well... You, you have the trash talking, then you scream, I belong here. Right. Which is going to be awesome, because that's going to be on every shirt. When you make it yeah. as a champ, yeah. it's gonna be I belong here. That that was a cool moment, just yeah, uh, raw cool. motion. But you you probably didn't get to see it. But where's corner that last takedown you had in the third, where they knew like then, you know, the That's deflation it. on them when you just once again easily when you wanted to t- took them down. The corner was like, <laughs> oh shit. I mean, well, at was, that time you could because hear, you knew. Well, you could hear where's where's corner like throughout I the whole could thing. Hear where's like, corner? Yeah. yeah, and they were they were saying like, like look for the takedown. He's that, gonna do the takedown. Look for the takedown. He's gonna do the takedown. Look for that. I did the takedown. Uh, you know, yeah, that might have been part of the, my frustration and shit talk. It wasn't where saying it, it yeah. was his corner screaming he doesn't like getting hit Yeah, that hurt him and I just wanted to be like <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you he can't hurt me, like right. I'll put my hands down like, <laughs> you know, I think that might have been where some of my, uh, cause I don't even know I mean, I've done that in fights but it's real subtle, but that time I was like <laughs> fuck you, come, you know, come right. get some kind of thing. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, that I was mean, good. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, the thing, the UFC loved it too I mean, they, uh like you know, Sean Shelby came to, came up to me like after the fight, you know, in the green room, and was like, "Hey, man, that was that was awesome. That was fun to watch." Well, that's because yeah. they want to, yeah, they want to have want a show. They, yeah, they want it was to show. I mean, Conor you, McGregor, like right. like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. no one like you, you know what I mean. Like at, no one was like, oh, "I'm not buying this fight." We know right. he's going to kill him, and then yeah. you know, Conor McGregor goes up there and he's just a entertaining. You know, he's, yeah, he's a fucking. He's great, man. He's yeah. hilarious. Well, that was – and that was, uh, you know, I watched the the whole thing except for what was on pay-per-view. So I watched Fight Pass, then I watched what was on Fox Sports 1. And you were by far the most entertaining fight. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, there was a couple of fights that was a little bit bloodier. There was a couple of fights that had a little bit more action. But you were the most entertaining fight on that entire card. And you're so. still the image, Jimmy said, when you yeah, pull up. Yeah, when you pull up Fight Pass, fight it's pass. your you're image. You're still the image. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone sent me that today, actually. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty <laughs> wow. freaking well, awesome. Well, we've been yeah. saying for years how marketable he is. Yeah, yeah. we think you're marketable. Just that, a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. That's... My manager was saying that too. He was like, "He's like, you know, now I'm at a point where I need to like start like I need to like kind of 
I need to brand my image. Like I need to find something that I need to go after, like a target market, and like figure out, you know, what exactly, you know, how I'm going to promote myself as an athlete. And uh, well, the, I we already gave you the shirt idea. Yeah, yeah. I think thirty-nine-year-old thir- yeah. to fifty-year-old women, the cougar market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can go after the cougar yeah, market. That's, that's a good I don't think, single I don't night. I'm going to open that. I'm going to. No, go that will that. work. I'm going to go from think that would twenty-one to fifty. 21 to 50? 21 to... There you go. We've been traded Snapchats. <laughs> I don't know if you got the Snapchat because I was having problems, but um, I was telling Rochelle this yeah, idea, I hear and she agrees. Yeah, Snapchats all the time. I, 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 you got to do this, right? Next weigh-in, okay? <clears throat> I want you to come out as Maverick from Top Gun with the aviators in the flight suit before you yeah. get on there, and like the helmet and everything, come out Top Gun style. And then, That'd be cool. I mean, and just like out of freaking it. danger zone, yep. Kitty yep. Loggins, <laughs> and everyone will remember that you came out in a flight suit. <laughs> yeah, Ed, just, he, absolutely. It needs to be like Velcro. I need to rip it off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, you got to stop now. The flight stop. suit. Stop. Just stop. No, I. Everyone loves Top Gun. He's Jimmy, do you know why I'm saying stop? No. Never mind. No, <laughs> Where's my ring girl when I need her? Uh, so tell us a little bit about a debut at UFC. Uh, you were at the prelims and stuff. What what happens after? Do you just kind of sit back? I know you went out and partied in Vegas, but what, what happens, a, a debriefing for UFC? What typically happens? I mean, so uh, basically you get on your fight. You're, you, you walk out and, you know, everyone's going crazy. You sign a bunch of autographs. You go in the back room. First thing you do is you get checked out by the doctor. Doctor looks at you. Anything hurt? What's going on? They, then they hand you your paycheck, and it's like it's, it's it's happening simultaneously. Like you sit down, doctors checking you out, and they're like, "This is how much money you made." You know what I mean? Like the best part is you could cash those checks at casinos. Yeah, you probably could. No, you can. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll cash I, I, a paycheck. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that. Didn't mind. Actually, I haven't. I just realized. I literally, I have had these checks, and I just cashed them today. I was like. I I made a bunch of money. I didn't even put this money in the bank, you know. And you uh, fold it up in a backpack and then show yeah. later, like yeah, 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 weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still I'm not paying taxes until next year. <laughs> um, so you get paid while you're getting checked out by the doctor, and then you know, yeah, you go. I took a shower, I changed, and they put you in like this green room, and they have you know, like it's like a buffet. They got you know, they cater food, and you can watch the fights. It's basically so you don't go in the stands and make a bunch of ruckus. And then my parents came down. They brought my parents down from the stage, and that was, like, a pretty emotional thing. My mom was crying. My dad was crying. We were hugging it. We were, like, hugging in the uh, uh, the hallway outside of this green room, right? And uh, Sean Shelby, like, it was, like, a Kodak moment. I'm, like, crying with my parents. And Sean Shelby walks up to me and like, congratulates me. And, like, my mom and dad are both crying. I'm crying. And, like, I turn around, and I'm like, man, thanks so much for the opportunity. He's like, what do you want next? And I was like, I want to fight in Detroit. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, December <laughs> he's, like, was, he's like, this was cool to see. Because he probably doesn't get to see, like... You know, you know what I mean? Like people with their parents yeah. after fights, you know, kind of like a dream come true kind of thing. Right. Like for the op- he probably doesn't get to see that often. So I think it was good that, you know, he did see that for me. You know, uh, it, was a, it was a crazy experience. And after that, obviously, you know, we went and got just waxed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I woke up and I was like, man, my flight's leaving in an hour. I didn't know where any of my stuff was. It's like that. I woke up and I was in the, the movie The Hangover. <laughs> uh, and then on national news... Uh, the story comes out that you're you're leaving your family's family business. business. Yeah, that makes national <laughs> news. They like they like they like, uh, they like yeah they, they that was like just a joke I made. I'm like yeah I'm gonna walk up and tell my give my dad a big kiss and tell him I quit. And it's national news. <laughs> yeah I know and that and that's the like they took that out and that made that a story. Uh, I didn't actually tell my dad I quit. <laughs> well you did now. <laughs> yeah he actually asked me if I would go to work tomorrow. I was like ah dad you know. 
Maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome, Cody. I mean, it couldn't have been a better debut. It was just absolutely yeah. everything. Everything went right down to, like I said, even what you yelled at the end, dude. I'm going to see it yeah. in shirts. I know. I, I I foresee that happening. The shirts and everything like that. And yeah, then, and we want. I want one of your jackets. Oh, she wants what a Reebok that? jacket. The Reebok jacket. Yeah, those are cool. Those are, <laughs> that is cool. Like the whole. Like the, the the Reebok kit, the Reebok fight kit, everyone bitches about Reebok. But for someone like me, like a, a debuter, like they give you like thousands of dollars with the Reebok shit. Yeah. And right. You, you know what I mean? And then they give you a check and it's like, this is, you know what I mean? For, <laughs> I mean, if you're making a hundred, if, if, right. yeah, if Nike's paying you a hundred grand to wear their shorts, that's one thing. But Nike's not paying me a hundred grand to Reebok. Like, right. I'll be decked out in Reebok for the next three weeks. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if they briefly made the mistake on the air or if you guys are thinking of talking about it, but uh, somebody called it Detroit Top Team. Yeah. It that, was a mess up or was it I think something? That was just, I think they just messed that up. Okay. Right? Uh, or may, maybe I messed it up and wrote it wrong. Who knows? Okay. It's definitely possible. Well, it is uh, going to stay Michigan Top Team. It is I, Michigan Top Team. I was going to say, or maybe they, you know, home city, Detroit, Michigan top team, and they just assumed that it was, or Detroit, Michigan, they just assumed that it was Detroit top team instead of. When I heard it, I thought yeah. it was a mistake, but then I, was I thought like, it was I a mistake check, too, yeah. Check just, you know, who yeah. knows? Maybe. They, I mean, they might have changed it too because they didn't want it to sound like American top team. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, Joe Rogan is like a huge Darren Cruikshank fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah, we're about to walk out in the weigh ins, and like Joe Rogan walks up like behind me and like kind of nudges me out of the way. He's like, Darren, hey, man, how are you? I was like, dude, dude <laughs> Joe Rogan's like a fan of yours. It's <laughs> right. weird. And now you got a teammate in Jason Fisher who holds two belts for WXC. Is on quite the comeback trail because he was injured a ton. Just like yeah. they had a three-year period where he couldn't get right. Yeah. And now has been unstoppable. Um, let's hope we get another teammate in there at yeah. UFC really soon because yeah, Jason I, Fisher's ready. I, uh, you know, I said that in that in that interview after the thing. I was like. You know, I want all the Michigan guys to make it. I really do hope, you know, more guys from Michigan, you know, make it in the UFC. Uh, and they're like, dude, yeah, who do you think it's going to be? I'm like, the dude that works the hardest. Like, that's it. I mean, just you just got to be consistent and work hard. You know, that's the guy that makes it in the UFC. And, you know, Jason's been working hard. So, you know, it's possible. I think he needs to get in there and, and, and get a couple couple good finishes and you know, in the UFC. He'll be, on the, he'll be on their radar for sure. And it was really cool because, like, you know how the freaking amateur – pro shit in michigan is where it's like everybody's against everybody but for that that moment when you were uh, hitting the octagon everybody came together right nice you see it do it for kevin lee too and stuff like that but it it shows how powerful michigan can be not all this little pettiness and stuff but everybody you know people that you would even have thought were enemies were like hey go cody go cody it was neat to see where where is it and then after the fight then after the fight it's like yeah so-and-so should have been the ufc instead of him and all this uh, you just got to ignore that shit. Right, right back to hating. It's all high school. It's all. I mean, I mean, the. I I, I don't mind it. No man, you just yeah, ignore that stuff. Say, like, well, I do. I fight in the MC, so let's not have that debate. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> but I mean, that, like, uh, <clears throat> I would love to see Michigan guys, <clears throat> you know, not fighting each other as much and kind of like collaborating and you know joining forces. But I mean, that's what Michigan Top Team was all about originally. But then. You know what I mean? But then guys get in their little clicks, and this is where they're comfortable, and this is where they're comfortable. And, I mean, now there's a lot more cross-training. You know, you see a lot of guys from other gyms coming into a top team and stuff, and top team guys going and training in other places. And, you know, it'd be nice if 
you know, it happened more and guys could just kind of, you know, I don't know, be under one banner, but there's too much, there's too much ego. There's too much ego, too, too much ego between coaches. You know, guys got, guys are too close with the, like, this is my gym. Mm-hmm. You guys suck kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, you're just being small minded. That's just, that's all it is. You now, know? now, uh, I don't even think, uh, Jimmy knows this, but, uh, I got to put an end to this rumor here. There's a rumor going around that Cody, moved 0.5 miles away so he can hold the record on anthony barnes anytime he oh, wants I, I heard that i heard that was true i do live 0.5 miles yeah away. yeah well, i'm gonna say that he just we randomly just picked it him. yeah, yeah I, Rand- was, uh, I was yeah. talking to you yeah. <laughs> but now i've been now, waiting outside for hours <laughs> and now he's a half mile away yeah. so anthony barnes is never gonna get nope. that record back nope. you hold the record for being on the show the most times yeah so we're trying to figure it out and i it's gotta be over 20 i i, I think i think because well, it's, it's the hard. Time. I'll just say it's hard because we weren't in Russell. podcast yeah. form. Yeah, we it's hard because we weren't in podcast form. When we were at the Russell, so I put it at five appearances while we were at the Russell, and then everything else has been since then. Yeah. And I I I have it at like twenty one appearances. This makes twenty two. Yeah, if it ever gets tough in the UFC where you're in a fight and you're you're really grinding out a win, just remember you survived the Russell. You can survive yeah. anything. <laughs> okay, like that, that like second win's coming. Team. People were talking to me when I was like peeing. I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that place is definitely haunted. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> you survived the Russell. You're gonna be okay yeah. in any fight. You those, absolutely like, in those do. Super uh, steep stairs. Yeah. So let's look ahead just briefly. Uh, UFC is coming. Little Caesars Arena. They. I, I have a feeling ABC. If she, you know she's in the UFC still, and I have a feeling you're going to be on there. And I, they, it looks like they want Kevin Lee to headline it. That would be freaking. Now all of a sudden, I'm excited for this. At Little Caesars Arena because it, it matters who who's yeah. going to be a part of it. Yeah, um, I mean, is that the time frame they're looking at December now for you because a little bit of an injury and stuff? So uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I train today. I wouldn't say I'm injured to the point where I need to wait, you know, four months to fight. But the UFC, that you know, they're usually booked for a real long time. Yeah. I mean, that was just what I asked for. I asked the ufc for december i was like i want to fight in detroit and if it means you know if there's a fight in october that i could do or i could fight and you know i could wait and fight in detroit i think it'd be worth my you know what i mean worth the two months to wait and fight in detroit plus you know what i mean like uh there's a lot of stuff that i mean a lot of it i think is because i just didn't i I wasn't i wasn't as prepared as i should have been there's a lot of mistakes i made in that fight that i know how to correct and you know that takes time i want to be like top 10 top five level fighter when i get back in the octagon i don't want to be you know what i mean i want to be the absolute best fighter i've ever been so you know i need to you know i mean i need to you know focus for the next three four months like i you know like i said in an interview before i've said it like i've said it i think every every day since then i'm like i didn't come this far to come this far like this is not it you know i want to right you know, i want to I want to fuck shit up at me. Right. <laughs> and then not to mention, in my eyes, you're still effing undefeated because you never lost yeah. down in Southgate. I didn't no. say that. I didn't say I, that. I, yeah. Rogan. You know? Rogan's like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Logically, he's like, no, if you lost, then you lost. I, 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 right. You know? But if you see the fight. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan, listen to us. He did not lose. And then I, I forget the judge's name. I wrote it down in the notes because I knew you'd be on the show, but I forgot. Someone gave a round to where? Who? Where? Yeah, was that round? I, because I, Cody took him down every time. Saying, someone said it was the first round, so they, they would have given him the first round. But I watched the first round. And I thought maybe the third round he actually like got me, 
you know, hit me more, but I took but the like takedown should times. win it. Yeah. yeah, the takedown. And then at the end of the fight, you know, I buzzed him. I cracked him a few good times. Oh, yeah. And took him down and hit him again. I mean, that was like that was like the sealer. Yeah. So I thought that round was close, and I was like, I was like looking over at the corner. I'm like, how much time is left? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, gotta get, I got 10 seconds in me right now. I got, <laughs> as hard as I can go. Well, what are you going to buy with your first check to remember your first victory in the UFC? There's got to be something. I bought a gun. I bought that today. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, your... That was like the thing. I mean, I like I said, I just cashed checks today, so I didn't actually <laughs> buy that with the f- money I made. Uh, but I bought that, and that was like that was, that was like more or less something that I bought because Darren wanted me to buy it. Like, <laughs> me. Dude, buy a gun. Spend your money. Buy a gun. <laughs> buy a gun. His, you do like, a really good Darren. Voice, you do a really good voice. Darren. He's like, dude, just buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> buy a gun, bro. Dude, come on. Just buy it. Like, all right, dude. Let's go buy a gun, man. I mean, all right. <laughs> what did you buy? Uh, Rock Island 1911. Oh, I shot 1911. Today, yeah. Put a little video up. Yeah. Oh, very nice. cool, man. That was cool. Well, uh, congratulations, Cody. Uh, we you. have a shorter show today, so we don't have uh, too much time with you, but we're going to have you in here as often as you want, man. Anytime. Yeah. Man. Anytime you want to stop. I'm just going to like show up. Yeah. Anytime, Please do. Man. What time? Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> well, we're going back to Tuesdays real soon. Yeah. So uh, we'll be going back to Tuesdays momentarily. Well, you're, you're one of our first inductees into our inner yeah, circle. Yeah, anytime you want to. Inner, inner circle, circle anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. Exactly. You're you're more than welcome to anytime you see something that you want to comment on or anything like that. And please feel free to stop. There's some Facebook beef going on. <laughs> I got to come in and get this. Well, he lives so close. No, he could be listening to the show like, hold on a second. Like, literally run over oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I got to say something about this. I love it. Dude. The door, I just bust the door open. Boom. Or like even the in the next man. few weeks, oh, yeah. just breaking down the Mayweather-McGregor stuff because yeah. that's going to be good. And then I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be really interested in hearing uh, your uh, Cormier because he comes from a strong wrestling background. And, and I love Jones. Well, if you when you lose to somebody that just does something to you, you know, what I mean? you don't see a lot of guys come back from that. It yep. takes a special mind to do that. I just, I don't know. You think Cormier is uh, time or no? No, I think he loses to Jones again. I would never bet against a guy that jo- already lost once. Jones is the best I've ever seen, and his his loss isn't a real loss either. That's another mm. bad effing decision. Yeah. He's yeah. undefeated. He, he should be undefeated. Um, but no contest. The only thing yeah. I'm a little concerned about is it, it's been very inconsistent. No. <laughs> Everybody makes a mistake. See, you're, hey, you're like being he hard said, on him. Like no, he, he, like he everybody said. makes a mistake. He's made several mistakes. Makes me like him more because no. he's owned up to him. No, it does. You it get, makes me like get, him more. You get a get. You get a mulligan, but after that, yeah. no, right. that, you you're making get, you're making you deliberate choices. That's like that's a character. Yeah, like, eh. <laughs> uh, you, you know, get he messed up and snorted some coke. He was just partying <laughs> no. a month before his fight. No. No, well, you don't get to make your car with a bunch like of miners in it. Uh, well, this yeah. is the reason I won't root for DC ever. Is that when he got the uh, the interim belt, mm. he he got in the ring after Jones. Ah, who did Jones beat? It wasn't even he wasn't even that good of a performance. That's why I forget it. And he he's like, I got the belt. Jones has to go through me. Well, no, Jones got stripped of the belt. You still for have reason. To, to me, DC has to beat Jones, or it's an illegitimate. It, it title. is. Yeah, okay. it is. It's an interim. Never, all right. He was and, and, that, and yeah. deep down in his mind, like Cody says, he knows that he yeah. has to get past Jones, yeah. or he will forever not have gotten past Jones. And if you get a Jones, but don't you think Jones has been out for too long? 
It could be. You know. Yeah. You but then some... you know what? It might be more fired up. Uh, the uh, the Gustafsson <laughs> fight, which was just absolutely awesome. Yeah. My favorite fight. My yeah, that might be my favorite UFC fight. If if he becomes Jones with the elbows again, yeah. who knows? But then you got the strong wrestling background yeah. of Cormier. But Jones doesn't get taken down that often with the sprawl. No. John Jones has got really. He's like one of the best wrestlers in MMA. Yeah. So you're picking Jones. I would pick Jones, yeah. I'm picking Jones, too. you got to come in. We're going to do our quick picture, go to a quick break here. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us, Cody. Of course, of course. Oh, look, I'm holding out my handshake. (laughs) (laughs) He's UFC now. He's UFC now. I'm the short guy. uh We see how it goes now. Yeah. 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 Hold my hand out like this. (laughs) Speaking of being a short guy, you you look tall in the octagon. Yeah, you do. I thought they brought the fence down a few. They do. Because I think they do. It is a short fence. Like, I, like, reached over it, and I was like... Something's got going on. I just get six inches taller. You you looked tall in there. I was like, wow, look at that. Um, That feels good. No one's ever told me that. (laughs) Since we're doing a shorter show, do you want to do what's on tap right now? And then we'll come back with Ian. We're going to do a quick picture with Cody and uh, Ian, and then we'll be back. All right. So we're going to do what's on tap, uh, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Literally, the walk here. Did you? Oh, it's up now? No, it's not playing. Hold on. It's on your end. Hold on. Let's try this again. Nope. All right. Whatever. (laughs) It's not playing. Falling up. Yep. (laughs) 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 All right. This is What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. July 14th at Miami, Oklahoma, on Showtime. Ivan Barachnik versus Keenan Smith, eight rounds for the junior welterweights. At Mexico City on Telemundo, we have uh, Ramulo Kosiava versus Jose Veraza. That's 10 rounds for the featherweights. Inglewood, California on July 15th on HBO. We have Miguel Burchette versus uh, Takashi Mira. 12 rounds for Bierschelt's WBC junior lightweight title. We have Jezreel Corrales versus Robinson Castellanos. 12 rounds for Coriolis' WBA junior lightweight title. Uh, Uniondale, New York, PBC on Fox Sports, Fox uh, D Sports, and Fox Sports 1. We have Omar Figuera versus Robert Guerrero. 10 rounds for the welterweights. Uh, at Chandler in Arizona on Facebook Live. We have John Vera Jr. versus Daniel Rosario, 10 rounds for the junior middleweights. At London, on Integrated Sports Pay-Per-View, we have Chris Eubank Jr. versus Arthur Abraham, 12 rounds for the super middleweights. July 18th, at Alexandria, Louisiana, PBC on Fox Sports 1. And on Fox Deports, we have Miguel Flores versus Chris Alveos, 10 rounds for the featherweights. Moving on to MMA, uh, July 14th, we have Bellator 181, Compost versus Gertz 3 in Oklahoma. We have uh, this weekend, we have WXC 69 Illuminate. Uh, you can watch that live on FITE TV, and that's in Southgate, Michigan. Uh, that's uh, Southgate where? Uh, Southgate Civic Center. Not only that, we got breaking news, too. Uh, the oh. undercard ring girls will be at WXC. Yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. So get to and I will be there. That. 
and yeah, I will be there as well covering it. So come on in and, you know, if you've never seen a an MMA fight live, this will be a really good one. You can meet some of the ring girls, come say hi to me, and it should be a good time. Uh, July 15th, Invicta 24, Dudieva versus Borella. That's in Kansas City. And July 16th, UFC Fight Night 113, Nelson versus uh, Ponzina Bio. Uh, it's in Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, and then that's on, when we got to have the Mayweather clip really quickly, where he goes, "I don't know what you're saying, but I like it." Yeah, I, that's got to be every on, drop, dude. I gotta, I gotta work, <laughs> I gotta work on shortening that down. I, I don't know what you're saying there, but I like, I like it. it. Yeah. Well, no, it's P O N Z I N I B B I O. It's just because we mispronounce names. It's funny. Yeah, but it's in Scotland. It's Scotland. All right, and then July 18th. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series Week 2 uh, in the tr- UFC Training Center in Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Nevada. That's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Are we going to take a quick break? No, no. no. Let's okay. stay here. Really? All right, we're going to not take a quick break. We're going to keep on trucking. I'm just going to really? say real quick, real quick, before real quick, you start b- yep. buttoning. It- he smelled good. <laughs> Okay, so explain good. explain to us the flight suit. Why? Oh, she was just getting hot. Oh, uh, talking about ripping his clothes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Need to stop. You gotta oh, have that. Yeah, uh, I have the vapors. <laughs> I do believe Michelle has the vapors. All right, holy, moving on. Holy quick! Holy quick! Holy! I don't. I don't holy know, quick! I don't know what kind of bug that is, but it jumps when I try to kill it. Uh, it that's that's like a. a that's a fruit fly. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's dead now. Just, all right. Um, they like beer. Speculation beer, beer, really beer. quick. Um, speculation. As we were walking out, this is kind of interesting. James Gray is part of the uh, Dana White's Tuesday Night Series. Yes. Contender. Well, but it. Right. The if contender. He, if, he's, if he's able to make it through, you could base you could maybe see a, a Gray Stamen oh, matchup down oh the road. Oh, my they, they fight at the same. I wouldn't know who to root for. I would, I would be so torn. It would be a draw. I'd be like draw. Oh draw, my god! I draw. couldn't. You can't, I couldn't handle you know, the it. Yeah. And have draws, but I can't. Anyways. I couldn't handle it. But no, I just, uh, I just realized that that could possibly that happen. could possibly happen. Man, I would, I would. Honestly, I would hate to see it because I wouldn't want to see the two of them. Like I wouldn't want to watch either one of them lose. You know, it would be a great fight to watch, but I would be so upset with the outcome. <laughs> You'd be surprised really quickly because it's happened a few times in which, uh, and Rochelle would know it, where two of my friends have fought. And somebody, you you don't root against the other guy, but you say it will help this guy more at this stage in your career. Okay. So you kind of lean a little bit (sighs) one way. And I don't know what way it will be because you can't get to that mark. But she'll tell you that I will will sometimes say this guy needs it much Much more more than the other one. And that's his subtle way of predicting. Okay. Because I don't predict. Well, he won't. Yeah, Yeah. against friends. But we're going to introduce our second guest here. Uh, You listen to the show. So I'm going to ask you some questions about the show. But uh, really quickly, uh, friend of the show, Ian, how are you today? Doing good. How are you? Check on the mic. Thanks. Um, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. We met you at uh, some podcast Detroit functions and stuff like that, and you've been listening to the undercard. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I um, Back in high school, I was a folk style and freestyle wrestler, so I know a little bit here and there about Cody was a beast back in the day. <laughs> Sparta, Sparta, Michigan, beast. 
So you knew what he was talking about a little bit. Yeah. How, how good of a wrestler were you? Pretty good? Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. <laughs> um, I was okay. I really was very I was very good at the freestyle wrestling. Okay. As opposed to folks now. I had more moves. I had more where I could be flexible and take guys down. So. Nice. And you didn't want to pursue it? Didn't didn't like it that much. I didn't like it as much as going into college and learning about um, IT and breaking out there. You, Dave, and Bob make IT sound so cool, and I, I don't know anything about IT, but I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. not even remotely. <laughs> since since uh, the drops we have that uh, you might hear today, Jimmy had to load because I had no idea even how to load that. So uh, you're a big, huge fan of pop culture. I've seen you at some conventions and stuff. We cover pop culture. What are you into? Uh, I'm into the anime, like the Dragon Ball Z, the Castlevania. The, uh, oh, the new Netflix? Yes. Yeah. That, that was good. That, that was good. That I, was good. Yeah. I went for the story and stayed for the blood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the original Castlevania on Nintendo? I know what you guys are talking about there. No, the this game. is this this uh, the Netflix series that they did is actually based loosely off Castlevania three and the Symphony of Night. Okay, it's based, way over. Um, it's a prequel to Symphony of the Night. It's um, well, I'm saying they they took characters from them, like they introduced Alucard and they introduced Lisa, which you don't meet until Symphony of Night, and they just basically kind of they took Trevor Belmont from Castlevania Three, and then they did the backstory of Symphony of Night to kind of introduce you to these other characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still haven't. Um they haven't introduced Ethan, which is the fourth character in the series. Right. Probably going to bring that in season two. That okay. Greenlit now. Ah. It's a very short season two. It's only four episodes. Okay. They were kind of seeing how it was going to work. So from somebody that doesn't have a, a strong fight background and stuff like that, what, what interests you about the undercard? Because you're always listening and giving me feedback, which I appreciate. Um, but tell me, tell me about the undercard. What what you like about the undercard, or what we could do better too? Oh. Shit, I'm always what we could do better. Um, I I um, I've always liked the fight. I've always loved UFC back when it was um, back when one of the contenders was Ken Shamrock. And, Ken Shamrock, yeah, you know, one of my. Favorites, we'd have him on the so. show, but we'd have to pay him to have him on the show, and I don't pay for guests. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's reached that point in his life. Yeah, but Mayweather's broke. Shamrock's more broke. <laughs> that, that that much I know. But so you watched in the old days uh, uh, when it, the rules weren't so uh, polished as they are now. Yeah, I, the good old days. And I don't watch it as much. I um, I'd like to. I'd like to get more into the MMA mm-hmm. and UFC type of um, fighting, but I don't get into it as much as I'd like to. Did you happen to listen to our Comic-Con uh, shows? Did you listen to those? Because um, I thought those were really done. We had John Donovan from uh, Theater Bazaar on one of them. And I, me and Jimmy do like doing pop culture shows. Go check out that one with John Donovan and Theater Bazaar. First off, I think you would like Theater Bazaar. You should get a ticket and go to it. But second off, I, I think that's one of the best episodes we did. And we didn't talk anything fight game. That was pop culture and Theater Bazaar. I thought that was pretty good. And I don't even remember the episode number. I'll send you the link again if you didn't check that out. But we do enjoy doing pop culture stuff. And um, Jimmy's 
my pop culture crutch because there's only so far I can go where I have no idea what I'm talking about, you know. And so Jimmy Jimmy holds that part of the show up, and with his I'm guidance, a giant nerd. yeah, with his guidance, we we get through those parts, and and I can kind of understand some stuff. He he translates it for me. <laughs> it comes in Klingon, and then he gives it to me in English. That makes sense. Let's see <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> Rochelle does our Spanish uh, uh, translations, right? Muy bien. Yeah, her her uh, her Spanglish is muy bien. Uh, <laughs> it's horrible. Mucho. But, um, yeah, Mucho. It's exactly. If you follow her, it's, what's uh, that? What was that from? Uh, oh God, Encino Man or whatever. Brian Fraser, he learned that little Spanish. There was the cheese is old and moldy. Or oh something. yeah, I, I can the, count to ten. The. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that part, but I remember the cheese is uh, old no, and old. I'm just saying I can count to ten. What That's about can good. you can you answer uh, hola? Si. No, just hola. Hola. Como está Como está usted? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing no. It's how are you doing today? So you're a data programmer, <laughs> Ian, and uh, tell tell us what that entails. It, um, entails just taking data and giving it to other people who hopefully will be able to understand it. <laughs> you, you, you know you're translating it like Office Space. Like the guy that's just getting ready for the 2000 switchover. You've seen the movie Office Space, right? Where they I've, work in the cubicles? I've seen some of it. Yeah. That's, that's the way you're translating it to me. So if it's different, you got to once again take it to Klingon and make it English to me. Like you, you put the data in and then give it to somebody like... Yeah. You've got to... But, I'm going to play the bobs here. It sounds like the other person could just enter the data and do the other. But did you get the TPS report? Exactly. Did you get the memo? It's like making a a white Russian. You've got to mix the vodka, the um, milk, milk and everything, and then you serve it to your customer, and that's – Hopefully they want to write Russian. (laughs) So you you do data entry, not data analysis. Uh, or yes. is part of that? Is data analysis a part of that? Um, I do data analysis. I okay. I don't do data entry. Okay, so you do data analysis. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I mean, they don't let me edit data. Right, right. You just look at the data and go, okay, this is what the data says, and then you tell that to the customer. Yes. yes. Okay. See, I think Jimmy would be good at that job. Jimmy is very technical to the point where – like I said, we lean on him for a little bit. Plus, he does he does do the pop culture muy stuff. Muy boyan. Yeah, he's muy boyan. Yeah, see, see. So we we ask this question of everybody that claims they're pop culture, and Jimmy probably gets mad every time I ask this. But are you a Marvel or DC guy? I am a Marvel guy. Marvel guys. So you're, you're, you're on the right side of the table. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm both. I know. Yeah. yeah uh, but what what makes Marvel special in your eyes? What character or um, not? so much a character but just the whole uh, marketing I the whole rust of characters they include people who like they have the blob they have juggernaut they're um opposed to DC who have their entire roster like stacked mm-hmm. uh, Marvel doesn't always do that they have a blob they have um, different traits to them. Well, it seems like you guys, it, you guys meaning Marvel fans, you got the continuity thing down, which DC is still struggling with. 
You know, we've we've had so many reboots where Marvel has had a consistent. Jimmy can give us the years here. You're I'm talking about you're talking about MCU strictly. No, no, no. I'm just saying DC's had reboot. I mean, you, you can't put the Christopher well, Nolan so, films with. No, the, no, that's the MC. Well, I'm saying you're talking about the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking movies. Yeah, okay, not, not, not the comics. comics. I'm talking because the I'm pop say the comics have had on both sides have had you know a bunch of reboots. Dude, I gave that Marvel Civil War a chance. No idea. Uh, the comic, no Infinity Wars. I oh, lost the, me, the lost comic? me at the second comic and yeah, didn't yeah, buy the yeah. rest of them. They came out what last year. year did you read them? I have read. Only, I don't read any comics. Okay, I, so you're just I, at the pop culture side of it. I watch the I, movies. I watch some of the movies and like TV the animated shows. series, like Batman animated series, and another like parody called. Um, Venture Brothers, something mm-hmm. like that. Venture Brothers, what is that? <laughs> Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. Not uh-huh. adventure. Venture. No, I know, but I don't Venture know what Bro- that is. Uh, it's, uh, it's a spoof on... I don't know how to describe it. It's... <sighs> It's I can't I can't describe it without using other pop culture references right. that you're not going to get. It's I don't know if you know about them. It's a spoof of a cartoon called Johnny Quest. I remember Johnny Quest. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. This is this is my ideal wet dream for the comic world, okay? And I don't think it'll ever beat Gun, but I want DC and Marvel to make a chess set with Marvel versus DC. I think they already have that. I've not seen it, but I would buy it in a heartbeat, and it would be DC characters. In a heartbeat. Yep. Or on a Monopoly set. I'm not talking someone carving it. I want officially licensed Mm. DC versus Marvel. Boom. There is a board game called Legendary that has um, um, a lot of the Marvel characters like Wolverine and... Um, Spider-Man, Deadpool, mm-hmm. facing off against like Red Skull and other characters. How did you like Hugh Jackman's portrayal of Wolverine over all the films? Did you see Logan, the last one, too? I saw some of Logan. He's some of Logan, so it must have not been that good. You quit at mid. Did you quit at mid film? Um, I'm. I'm. Um, haven't watched all that I have. Oh, okay. a lot of movies that I'm going through and. <laughs> I, I want to see. This. I can't do it, man. I got a binge watcher. I forget my short term memory's gone. Like once I start something, I gotta finish it because, like, whatever you know is going on in my life, the short term memory is definitely the one of the things that go. Do they have a chess set? Well, they have. So you can buy chess pieces, mm-hmm. and each chess piece will say, you know, if it's a a, a rook or a knight or right. you know whatever. Um, uh, you can buy both Marvel and DC, and then just play just it. Just do on it a, on a thing, and just do it on a, a chessboard or whatever. But each one, each piece itself is anywhere between eight to sixteen dollars. So you're looking. You're at looking at uh, four hundred dollar chess set. Yeah, probably. pretty much. Yeah. Holy shit! And that, but you get to choose. They have like is it made of fine pewter. What's it made out of? Uh, fine pewter. Hold on. It didn't say. Let me see. Precious metal pewter. Uh, 
check pieces. <laughs> so the Kamen check pieces, a great lot of the Marvel characters, and uh, heroes, uh, Spider-Man, Venom, Captain America. Fine and cuter. there was uh, Battle of the Hand. Presumably there was uh, no, no news if there's a Bishop Bishop, though. And it doesn't say. Ah, man. I was, I was going to lean towards Peter. It looks, like, it looks like the bottom is pewter and the top is... It could be pewter. I mean, it's painted really well, though. So I don't know. Well, what I other shows know. do you listen to on Podcast Detroit? I'm curious, like, what, you know, what else catches people's eyes on the network? I Obviously, listen, IT and the D. Uh, IT and the D. I listened to this one, um, Reasons Why I'm Single. Jimmy's uh, appeared on that. Did you hear Jimmy on that one? Um, I listened to it. There was, which, uh, I was about one of the a early month episodes. Ago. Six. Or I was say it was about a month ago. Seven. It was they had just started out and they were looking for people to come on. So I don't know, like a month and a half ago. I or think something. it was episode six or yeah. episode one of the early episodes. Like that, yeah. Oh, what other ones? Um, Five Gear Show. Okay, not um, familiar with that one. It's music. They talk alternative. Okay. Um, rock. Uh, Metal. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I listened to uh, Mustard and Onions. Uh, I haven't caught that one yet. It's on my list, my to-do list. <laughs> Mustard and Onions. Rochelle's got a to-do list of everything I got to listen to still on the network. I've listened, it's pretty long. I've listened to a couple from... Uh, Have you given Deeper Than the Grave a chance? Yeah, Marv's uh, new show. Marv. I, well, we will plug him even though he left us. Um, Marv. Whatever, I, ha- I have not seen that. Um, what is it about? It's about paranormal, ghost investigations. Sometimes we do that on our show. Like I said, we, we'll mix in everything. But Marv and uh, Jason Nadasky, who founded uh, 313 Paranormal, they go out and they investigate and they talk about the paranormal. That, that I like. I like paranormal. So that, that show definitely I will listen to. Even though I don't understand to this day what Marv is talking about in the intro because it's it's such a creepy info. I've asked them a million times. I don't know what they're saying in the intro and they should change the intro. I'm telling them right now they should change the intro, but other than that, it's a good show. You know Marv's not listening. I know. Marv, well, yeah, Marv, Marv didn't listen when he was part of the show, so we know, we know he's definitely not care. listening. But give them a chance Ow. for sure. Yeah. Um, there's we, a we, new show, a veteran show that I just found out about. Yeah, Tuesdays, yeah. 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 So we'll we'll get to meet those guys next yeah. Tuesday. But um, anything else you want to say, Ian? Because we got to cut the show short today, unfortunately. We're only an hour today. We're normally two hours. I, I know that already. <laughs> I know. Well, let, let's be honest. An hour and a half with some music breaks, yeah, right? Right. Exactly. But I appreciate you coming in here. You're you're more than welcome. We'll set up another time and stuff like that. You're more than welcome to sit in when we have guests and stuff. Start following Cody Stamen. He's awesome. And UFC, he'll get you like in the UFC and everything again and stuff like that. All right. Do you have a Twitter handle where people can follow you on Twitter? Yeah. My um, Twitter handle is Ianformed. E-N-I-A-N formed. All right. Everyone go say hi to Ian and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to finish the show with uh, – this is uh, from the open workout of Clarissa uh, Shields. Clarissa Shields. Clarissa. 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 Yeah, Clarissa Shields. Uh, her open workout, her questions. Uh, a little funny thing here, though. Mm, I don't know um, if it's going to play. Oh, it might not play. They said it was going to. Okay. I don't know. Really quickly, though, uh, if you get to listen to it, you'll hear me ask a question to Shields about uh, did she think her last fight should have been stopped? 
This is an inside joke because I was standing next to Frank Garza at the time. Frank Garza was the ref who would have stopped the fight if it was, and I purposely said it because I knew Frank would hear it. And Frank elbowed me in the side, <laughs> letting me know he heard it. And the best part about it is Shields didn't recognize that Frank Garza was the ref oh. who did do her match. And she said, yeah, I did watch it again, and I think it should get stopped. It's actually a pretty little funny moment in the interview. Hopefully it plays. We will see everybody maybe Tuesday or Wednesday next week. We will know soon. Everybody take care. Thank you so much, Cody. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining us yep, and stuff. Absolutely. And we'll, uh, we'll be back. You're listening, You're listening to, to the, undercard. the Undercard. Hand Combat Radio. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man I believe every lie that I ever told 